Proverbs 16.10 says, A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. Now, anyone who knows history knows that this statement is not true if it's taken as a statement of absolute fact when it comes to earthly kings. But this proverb is the statement of the ideal, not the reality. In other words, the idea of a king is that he would speak in accordance to God's words, a divine sentence, and his judgments would be fair and not show partiality or unfairness. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king, but when the king's lips speak in error, they are to be resisted. And that's what we read the apostles teaching and confirming when confronted by the highest authorities in Israel back in uh, Acts chapter 5 verses 26 through 29 where we read, Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, you, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. And the same holds true in marriage. I've heard men quote the first part of the verse saying, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. And they leave off the end of the verse, which says in Colossians 3.18, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. And when reading any passage of Scripture, we must read the whole text in its context and also consider what the whole Bible has to say on any given subject. That's what uh, the Apostle Paul was saying when he met with the elders of the church of Ephesus in Miletus, there in Acts chapter 20, verse 27, where he said, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Paul spoke the truth of God, but only the particular epistles found in our Bible were the words of God. So when Paul was speaking and teaching, he appealed to the whole scripture, which at that time was only the Old Testament. And again in Acts 17.11, we're told that the Bereans were more noble because they tested what Paul taught by the scripture. But Paul's teachings were confirmed by and undergirded with all the counsel of God. The danger that we face is taking a single text like our Proverbs 16.10 and building something like that which was believed centuries ago called the divine right of kings. What they did was ignored the whole of scripture and took verses like Proverbs 16.10 away from their context and out from the light of the rest of the Bible and uh, in so doing they didn't see the big picture on the subject. So that's why we read, A divine sentence is in the lips of the king, his mouth transgresseth not in judgment. By being familiar intimately with the other 66 books of the Bible, we can see the intended meaning of the text. But we also know that there is coming a day when there will be a king who is king of all kings and lord of all lords, 
that is when the ideal becomes a reality and that will be a permanent full reality as the angel Gabriel described this future time which we know as the kingdom of Jesus Christ in his words to the Virgin Mary quoted at Christmas time many times in Luke chapter 1 verse 32 Gabriel says of this coming king he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David that is when this ideal will become a reality a divine sentence is in the lips of the king his mouth transgresseth not in judgment as we see fallible kings and leaders these days it should remind us of the one to come King Jesus <laughs>